0: Welcome to the How Do I Do This podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Levels Moore, and your new business best friend. And this podcast is housed at Polaris Birmingham, powered by Harvest House Media. The How Do I Do This podcast is providing you with tangible insights and conversations, discussions, and insights from small business owners, entrepreneurs, innovators, thought leaders. We're not just talking about believing yourself. We are asking the real questions. How do you do this? What's the email? What's the credit card? Tell us what you did. How do you leave? So get your note book's ready, your iPad's ready, and let's learn, how do I do this? Welcome back to another episode of the How Do I Do This podcast. And as always, I know I say I'm excited about everybody, and I really was, for real. I love you guys. But I'm really excited to have my boy, B-Flat, here with me today. Oh, Yes, he, right. he came down. I'm going to eventually call him by his government name, because I feel like everyone should know. But I'm glad that he's here today on the How Do I Do This podcast. And the reason we do this podcast is because we have so many people in the creative space and the entrepreneurial space and literally the question that comes up all the time is how do i do this and i think sometimes people forget that the biggest thing is getting started and so it's important for us to have guests who can share their stories share their experience their journey and just share people how they did it now one thing right. that is very important to me on don't this like. podcast, we don't like no capitals, Okay. Okay. Like I want you to be honest about yeah. your experience, honest about your emotions, honest about your feelings, Ooh. the things that worked, the things that didn't work, because it's important for people to know what they're getting ready to get themselves into, yeah. but to also really understand the totality of the experience, yeah. right? Um, because I think it also helps us to manage our expectations when we get ready to journey into something that we've never done before. Yeah. So I like to usually read people's receipts, but I just feel like I don't have Enough paper here oh, to be on. able to read.
1: Oh, you're too kind <laughs>
0: to read your <laughs> insights. But you are a producer, vocalist, mm-hmm.
1: uh, studio engineer. Um, well, in that I have to say recording engineer and mix engineer. Okay. Um, songwriter. Oh,
0: don't I play yourself. That uh-huh. happened
1: a little bit. Uh huh, a lot bit. Uh, an artist. Artist. When you think about it. I started off drawing and painting and stuff like that. You All know types of saying? things. So Instrumentalist. Instrumentalist. Yeah, yeah. Play a couple of things. Dabble, I dabble.
0: Okay. You know. I so we got a little baby prints in our hands. Yeah, well, come on now. I'm just speaking that into existence. Listen, yeah, I mean, come on, receive That's it. Right. So you. You, you do so many different things. I've personally had the pleasure to work with you um musically, and it by far was one of the best experiences I've had. Right. Um we're gonna definitely do it again. And so you have been on a really interesting journey. And one of the conversations that we had before we got started is the thing that I, I admire about you and I really want to drill down into is your commitment to your craft. Mm-hmm um I think right now there are so many people who do music like the music industry the creative space <laughs> it, it, it ain't no rule like it's it, you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah, it's, like, yeah, yeah, it's tons real. and tons of people so, like, yeah. but I think that the differentiator is the commitment to the craft I mm-hmm. feel like some people feel like okay They can jump in, they can get started and they can produce, create anything that people should just come. But one of the things I've seen you do consistently over the years I've known you is continue to elevate in your craft and commit yourself to your skills. So Mm -hmm. I really want to get into that part of your story. But first, I feel like people need to know who Brian B. Flat Cook is. Let's go. Oh, okay, yeah. I right. got first like. name, last name. Don't play with <laughs> me. And so I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself um, and then how you got started into music, in the world of music. with something that you always did? Like, just tell us a little bit more about who you are.
1: Okay, cool, cool, cool. Brian B. Flat Cook. Music producer, studio <laughs> engineer. That's how I usually introduce myself. But have to throw in vocalist yep. and recording artists uh-huh. and all that kind of stuff now. So songwriter, um, so, yeah. Stop I'm
0: playing, an artist. Yep. stop, stop playing. playing. Come on, don't kid around. Don't play.
1: Um, so when you really consider it, um, how I got started was being an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, like literally, like just sitting in the middle of the floor doodling around and somebody like peered over my shoulder one day and was like hold on now this is really good mm-hmm. so I liked that that happened or well, I didn't have any control of say so or not I liked it but the result of it was oh snap you really like what I'm doing right here mm-hmm. and it was a, like a, what do you call it it just gave me reinforcement behind yes. like what yeah. I was doing like okay yeah. well I'm gonna continue to do it then yeah. so of course if you look at whatever that was like mm-hmm. today it probably looks it's probably trash Yeah, that I mean that probably good. was good it might have been good for that time but yeah. that encouraged me to continue to to build on and that's where the time thing comes in it yeah it wasn't overnight you know when i look at it yeah um, it kind of like that part of it was a a a calling that i had to answer
0: yeah i wasn't like oh
1: i want to learn how to be whatever or or Mm -hmm. a musician so being an artist somewhere around high school Mm -hmm. i discovered like the ability to actually create music by that time i found out how to i found out but discovered that i can play by ear Oh, When you no. consider, um like, keys. And so,
0: how did you determine that? Was it like, because in my mind, I'm seeing the Tina Turner story, how, like, she was at church and then, uh, like, you know what I mean? So, were you out somewhere? Were you sitting on the keys? And he was like, oh, stop. Like, I can remember these notes. Like, how did you Yeah, the Tina Turner that?
1: thing, it wasn't, that, it, wasn't that <laughs> it wasn't that glorious. It wasn't that glorious. It wasn't that glorious. So, on the floor, uh-huh. probably drawing, uh, the house I grew up in, man, was in, in, in the Pratt area. And I'm chilling, watching wrestling. Uh-huh, TV, uh-huh. you yeah, know, Stone Cold or somebody was probably on TV. Uh-huh. Somehow, I was led to look up under the couch hmm. in the living room. Yeah, it was in the living room. And I saw a keyboard up under there. Wow. Now, to me, it just appeared out of nowhere. Uh-huh. Like my mom would say, oh, yeah, I bought that for you when you was young. You just didn't care about it. Mm. But that day when I saw it, I was like, oh, mom, what is this? We need some batteries. Yeah. And she put the batteries in there and she played by ear. So, you know, the Apple don't wow. fall for She played somebody's theme music. We was watching wrestling. Um, And I was like, oh, snap, I understand what you just did. Like Mm -hmm. more than I even know. My turn. And then I started doing it from there. That was like a pivotal point for me to where like, oh, I really understand this. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I don't know how, but I'm going to build off of it because it's fun. know that's
0: amazing uh,
1: 100 so from then it was like okay now i got a keyboard that was given to to me more intentionally like i want a casio now you know Uh like uh a step sequencer after then and come across some software after that and then so on and so forth so yeah around high school that's when that art that painting and drawing Mm. and oil pastels and even colored pencils that turned into music making but it was still art
0: yeah. At the end yeah. of the
1: day, I'm still creating something that Absolutely. didn't exist before. Absolutely. And, you know, I just, I don't know. I haven't really stopped that since. I had a lot of other ventures that came up uh, in the mix, even school and stuff like that. But in the middle, in the midst of all that stuff, I just never stopped actually doing music.
0: I love like, that. Yeah. It's so many things. My mom was like, "Woo!" Like, first of all, I think that story is so amazing because the thing is, like you said, in your mind, the keyboard just came out of nowhere. Yeah. But your mom, she kind of always knew yeah, yeah. that something was there. Yeah. And so, a lot of times... It's it's just really, are we kind of paying attention and we're going to eventually fall into the things that we're supposed to fall into if yeah. we happen to take like the interest in it. Yeah. And yeah. so I just I just think that that learning from your story is absolutely amazing. But one of the things you also said is that it started with like, I like to just, I like to draw. Yeah. I like to create things. And when you said something that was so important, you said, I like to create things that don't exist, yeah, yeah. you know? And I think sometimes we get so locked into like one part of our being, yeah. um, that we miss like the totality of who we could be. Right. Okay. So like that day you discover like, yo, I can play by ear, but yeah. you could have been like, that's cool, but I'm an artist. I, I just draw. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah You
0: know what I'm saying? Or I just yeah. do, or I just do. And I think the one thing I want to pull out is that you allowed yourself to be open to the fullness of your creativity and your artistry yeah. and that's why in the beginning we can say songwriter, producer, yeah. engineer because you were open to all of the things. But
1: then let's put a comma there. Yes. I was open to an extent. I was okay. still on some, oh, I just want to be in the background and I just only like, I knew all the other stuff existed but I was only like engineer, producer. Mm-hmm. Just put a mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. because I didn't want to be in the forefront searching after camera lenses like hey y'all look at me or whatever it was just <laughs> yeah. like oh I'm just gonna play yeah, yeah I just want to produce and y'all go out and go on stage uh-huh, uh-huh. And stuff like that so that was a long time worth of doing but I didn't know it was like now I consider it as wrong because I mean what service am I doing to all of humanity if I have this thing that mm-hmm. I can do or uh expound upon and I'm just being shy about it. Yeah. That's really all it was. Yeah. A thousand percent. So to be open to singing and, you know, and then mm-hmm. recording myself buying a little camera so I can yeah. you know, create content even and stuff like that, that was not remotely considered a decade ago. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
0: But the reality is, you did it, though. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so comma... Still, yeah. period. But you did it, though, period. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because right. the reality is you, even though at the time, because we evolve and we grow, there used to be a time, like, speaking to people, being on stages is, is something that is like, it's like breathing. It's so easy to me. Yeah. Like, it, you know, but there used to be a time, like, in my journey, especially when I first started, mu- started out in music, that I was definitely afraid mm-hmm. of singing on stages. Like, I literally oh, wow. would sing with my eyes closed. Oh, bet oh. And my mom was like, says you cannot, you can't do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, and then it got to the point like you ever been so afraid on stage like your like your body like my knees would shake to where I could had no control, Ooh, and like bad. I would have cotton mouth. I mean I would have no I was no saliva. I was so afraid, yeah. and then I had this thing where growing up in middle I was like I had low self esteem, so I was super afraid to look people in the eyes. But now at this big age, you wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because we evolved. But even though at the time you, you know, you weren't open to it, you you were open to it.
1: Yeah.
0: You know what I'm saying? You had to evolve. So yes. Yeah. Comma, yeah. You did it though. But, period. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, but you know yeah. what I mean? So that's like important. So you were like, yo, I figured these things out. I kind of started seeing like where I had all these ideas for my creativity and like, okay, I want to express it. So you went to college.
1: Yeah. Where'd you go? Yeah, I went to the University of Alabama. So you lose a roll okay. yeah. tide right. right. yeah. no, 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 so
0: You okay Alright, that's Alright, that's enough And so, to you Okay hi at me Hold Um it. Sir Don't play yourself Listen That's a whole nother oh,
1: Is that what you meant to say? Okay <laughs> No, I ain't gonna do that I ain't gonna No, do cause that. I yeah. Don't no, do not do it Okay, no, you're gonna no. lose okay, I'm gonna do it. I'll lose I'll tell you why I lose I still owe money So <laughs> Same, so, yeah. Same. Don't so, don't so About music production
0: so you were at U A. What did you major in?
1: Uh, at the end of the day, business administration. Okay. Thought I was gonna be an engineer. That's what gotcha.
0: I So, for. so you knew music.
1: Uh-huh. You
0: had creativity. Uh-huh. Why did you choose engineering?
1: Ooh, you know what? This is—I've never considered this question before, and I never really thought through it. But it's kind of one and the same to me. Now that I look back in retrospect, okay, it's solving problems. Mm. That's what I do all day, whether you're going to civil, mechanical, whatever. Mm. Um, So something about that idea, I believe, was like subconsciously Mm -hmm. attractive to me. And knowing that's what I do all day. Mm -hmm. I stay up at four o'clock in the morning, something go wrong with the computer, or I just got an idea. Mm. I wanted to sound this away. How do I do do this? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I I literally would just stay up, and it wouldn't bother me. It wouldn't test my patience. Like just Mm. troubleshooting, just, okay, mark this off. This didn't work. Let me try this. Mm -hmm. I think maybe there's some kind of you know... uh,
0: Correlation in there. Correlation, yeah. So, but did they have a music program?
1: Yes and no. It wasn't what I'm I'm sure it is today, like, because Mm -hmm. I hear about that uh, across universities, like, all around. But at Mm -hmm. the time, it was more so I would have been considered Going into it like for something more classical. Mm. You know? And it wasn't okay. necessarily like the audio production side of it. And,
0: and the reason I ask is because I'm like, okay, so because there's so many of us, mm. we have these skill sets, we have a passion or a desire, and then we go to school and we do something completely opposite. Yeah. Um, one, maybe because the thing that we love to do doesn't seem as practical. Yeah. So we choose the thing that maybe has some correlation, like, yeah. oh, okay, engineering is close enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes, even the people in our lives who love us the most, they kind of push us toward that practicality mm-hmm. um, and then a lot of people get stuck, yeah. So what'd you guys say? I
1: would say stuck or afraid because. Afraid. Uh, it doesn't, like, what I was doing, especially, like, during that time, and I'm not talking like I'm an ancient artifact, like I'm a dinosaur, <laughs> but it wasn't that long ago, but yeah. it wasn't yesterday either, that yeah. it was kind of unheard of for me to put more focus behind being an entrepreneur and mm-hmm. uh, being a musician, even. Like, this is, yeah. like, a starving artist route. That's what it's Yeah. Like. So, you know, people around you, even the closest folks to you, they start buying their nails for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. just like, okay, you're doing real good at this. You're obviously good at this, but... <laughs>
0: I- yeah, yeah. Ah, We yeah, want you to be able to make a life for yourself. Yeah,
1: yeah for sure. So that, that part was, was pretty tough, but I can't say that it was as tough as it was for maybe a lot of other people. I, maybe I can't tell you why. I just knew. Like, I didn't position myself to have a whole lot of different options. Like that was an option, but then this was too. Like you know, doing yeah music and being a producer and stuff like that. And at the time, it was just working. And maybe I could see through that more than the people around me could. Like, yeah. I, like I know y'all don't get it, but just trust me. Like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, I saw into the future, and I didn't really, you know. But yeah. yeah, so I would say that part is big though.
0: Yeah, so that that's interesting. Like you were like, hey, I didn't give myself a, a lot of options. Yeah. You know, like the I know I'm going to school. Engineering probably is the most. Comparable thing to like what I want to do, but really I know what I want to do. I really know who I am, and and I love y'all. But this is more than likely the path I'm going to take. Does it seem easy? Yeah. Does it seem practical? Nah, but I think I'm going to go this route. So you graduate from UA. Didn't. Let's okay. let's Talk about that. Let's talk about didn't, it. And
1: then, then there was with anything mm-hmm. that you do, you're going to come across some set of trials.
0: Yes. Maybe, yes. Or
1: whatever. Um. Once I came across my first set of really big trials with school, and it wasn't grades, I didn't get kicked out, uh-huh, not grades uh-huh. nothing. nothing. Um, it was a, I was going to say this, it was a financial thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it is for most yeah. of us.
1: And so when I came across it, I could have muscled through that uh-huh. and over it. And I've the equivalence of that, I've seen that in some ways many different times with music. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't, it didn't put, bring me to a halt. It didn't stop me. But yeah. that, it kind of just stopped. Because I already had the music thing going on, and when it stopped, I was able to go full time in the music, mm. and I saw it work for me personally. Yeah, I'm not telling everybody to quit after their third year of school. Yeah, like I did. But
0: <laughs> I'm <laughs> to the end, dropped. but I fool it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it what I'm yeah.
1: But um, but I just I saw, you. yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's what I was thinking. Um, I I could already see that. Okay, this is working like tremendously more at this stage with the trials and stuff yeah. and that was at that stage with the trials. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's not necessarily about it working because you might not see it working right now. It's just, I just knew. You just hell, knew. Yeah.
0: I, it, it, I think it's this belief in yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like... I know what I'm capable of, even if I don't know the the fullness of what I'm cap- like. I, I sometimes it's just a knowing, yeah. and you can't identify where it's. R- but C- you C- just D- you just know that you know that you know. A, but you don't know how you know. Yeah. All at the same time. <laughs> yeah. But I, that's interesting because to your point, like a lot of us get to this crossroad where we have to make this decision. Yeah. And you're like, listen, school's cool, been here for three years, been doing my thing, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, I could push through, continue to get in debt, and get this degree in engineering, which I know, I mean, I may use, may not use, but I know I have this other passion. So, maybe this is my way for me to just be able to push through and do what I really want to do. Yeah. Um, And that's what you did. It's so interesting. I haven't told this people, I haven't told this story a lot at all. So, I was at Tuskegee, I think when my sophomore junior year, whatever at TU, mm-hmm. loved Tuskegee. Yeah. And I had a friend, you know, being from Atlanta, I had a friend who was like, hey, you know, you do music, like you probably really need to be back home. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, girl, I'm never leaving Tuskegee. Go to Texas the day I die, baby. We yeah. listen to Bell of Ignorance all day, baby. Book T, eight thirty one. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. It gets deep. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? It gets deep when you walk on that campus. A lot of passion. And uh, a lot of passion. Yeah. And she was like, I hear you, but I really think that you need to um You probably should consider like, you know transferring and coming back home and I was like are you tripping yeah. and so I really thought about it mm-hmm. and I was like okay um, and I transferred to Georgia State toward the end of like my college career at Tuskegee and it probably was the the best decision I could have made for my career oh, because I got back home and I immediately got in the studio started demoing for people start mm-hmm. working with people made an album started going on tour and you know what I mean like but that was my that was my crossroad right I'm in school and I couldn't and I, and I would have loved to come completely fully graduated from tuskegee but at the time i had to make a decision and i truly believe that that decision helped to set ablaze a certain trajectory for me yeah. um and we all get to that place and i think we have to really think about to, we have to maximize and amplify our future over our fear
1: yeah
0: you know what i'm saying
1: oh yeah you oh, know man. oh there's this thing I, I, i've been kind of living by is don't ah, uh, Don't betray your future self for your person or for mm-hmm, your present, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever uh-huh, that could be. Personal uh-huh, uh-huh. pleasure, present mm-hmm, decision, mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So if you can think into the future, that's kind of like it's not everything that matters because yeah, yeah. now being present be be and living prison matters too, but I like to at least pick out the window every night <laughs> and see, see what's on the horizon. Yeah. The yeah. So what you just said is kind of akin to that. I
0: yeah. Okay. I, I think we have to really be honest with ourselves. Like, you know, am I willing to, because a lot of people say they want something, mm-hmm. right? But like, am I really willing to go through this space and this time and the fear that may come with different things to get to what I want in the future? Because I, I know a lot of people now who are looking at their present selves and they're not glad about the, the decisions that they made okay, yeah. you know what i'm saying they're like dang i should have did it i yeah. could have you know what i mean i think that we all get those moments so like just encouraging anybody who's like at that crossroad with making a decision that directly impacts your future of who you want to be yeah. you need to sit with it and you need to commit to it and you need to just do it yeah. And your future self will thank you. Yeah. One thing I can attest to, and I'm sure you can attest to, is that once you start moving in that direction, it works. Yeah, yeah, even yeah. when it's hard, even when it doesn't seem as working, it yeah. works.
1: Yeah, 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 100%. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I can think about how, like, i just be honest, how frightening it was to move. Mm-hmm. Like, from Birmingham, I've been, you know, in Birmingham for a number of years. And they like, say, okay, cool, I'm finally going to move to Atlanta, Georgia, and do this, you know, still full-time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that process, the, the transition, like that that pivotal point of actually moving, mm-hmm. I was exhausted. It was so many like uncertainties. Mm-hmm. It was just like, Oh, would well, this not work? Am I gonna be sent with my tail between my legs right yeah. back in, the, in a month or two? Um, very realistic possibility, yeah. By the way, um, uh, but once I got there and got in an motion and just really like, saw everything for what it was, yeah, with the trials, yeah, uh, nothing comes without that. I don't care for how much sure. money you got. I don't care how many connections you got, how long you've been doing, how much experience. So once those things happen, I was like, oh, okay. You know, this is tough, but I'm kind of already going yeah. downhill. You know what I'm saying? Like, we hear happening. You know, yeah. downhill on a skateboard. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, so you're right about that. I, I can attest to that with, with this recent season that I'm in. Um, yeah. You know, having, you know, it's been a couple of years, but still feels... Yesterday, See, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Still, it
0: still feels new because like we're ever evolving. So just to take them back, so you you leave you a um you you start producing, you keep going, um you continue to hone in on your craft of like production of engineering, all those different things, and then you build a studio. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Right. So you yeah. so you be like, hey, if I'm going to do this, like, I guess I need somewhere to record. So yeah. I need to have my yeah. own space. Right. Yeah. So you build a studio. Amazing space. A lot of people have come through yeah. that space. Yeah. Um, and then you get to a point where you say, OK, I need to move. Yeah. What was the what was the deciding factor for you?
1: Um, for me personally, I like to tell people a lot. This is specific. A lot of people are uh, the people. From here, from Birmingham, yeah, they talked to me about this, and they asked essentially, "Oh, how do I do this?" But they don't mm-hmm. say it that way. Mm-hmm. And I said, "We got oh, y'all. Don't worry about it. Yeah, 100." It. And one of the things I would say that's really pivotal is either move or move around, mm-hmm. so you don't have to. But I'm just specifying yeah. the field of entertainment and music and stuff yeah. like that. You have to go to some of these places where there's already a camera on, there's already a mm-hmm. connection that you need. Mm-hmm. So I went. I had moved but I was moving around. like Yeah. Crazy. It wasn't yeah. a week, it wasn't a two week span where I didn't either gas up something and go or, you know, I had to go out west for something like that. But of course, it was so many trips to Atlanta. Yeah. And when I looked at my odometer <laughs> and how many miles I had put on my car after a while because I was just in it. I wasn't thinking yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, literally spent a week in Atlanta and a week back home. A week in Atlanta, and that was like back and forth. So what it was is I didn't know that this was about to happen, but I had built so many good relationships throughout mm-hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. I'm just going for the specific job at the time. I got to run this studio session, uh, produce for this person, and blah, blah, blah. I got I to record their vocals, and I got an event to go to mm-hmm. real quick, in and out. Sometimes it was day trips, um, and through that, I didn't know how much uh, handshakes had happened and yeah. uh, how many of those happened and how much uh, my contact list had you know kind of build up or whatever but when i looked at it i started to get a lot of calls mm-hmm. um, out of nowhere and that's usually how it happens you got to be ready when you know, yes yes you're yes like, hey i need this done man you all uh, you're in town i'm gonna try to get it done by tomorrow Ah, oh, man give me about two or three days man because i'm i already had commitments and i don't want to like you know be totally messed up with um people that I already committed mm-hmm, to mm-hmm, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. so i'm looking at it see how i can map it out and i tell them oh, i'll be there in two or three days Opportunity's gone by they day. need it
0: right now.
1: So that was very telling to me. It mm. was one time I was at an event on some day trip stuff, and there was this like pretty legit manager. Um and I was connected to him online mm-hmm. uh, through somebody else, but we had never done this before. And um and we sitting there at the event and he recognized me. I recognized him. He knew I had just like been out west doing some work. So he mentioned that just because of Instagram or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh we just sitting there chilling. He looked over at me so how long are you in time? So I'm just here today. He just came for the event. That's it. Oh, huh, okay. He's just standing there. It was an awkward four or five seconds, but there's mm-hmm. an event going on. I double back and said, Man, what made you ask me that? Man, well, what's going on? What you got? what you yeah. need? What's
0: that?
1: What's that? What's that? Yeah. Oh, I'm just, just working on this Trey Songs album. And I'm gone though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm just thinking, like, what would that conversation have looked like had I Been- had any opportunity to stick around or plan gotcha. to do? Because I had something to get back for. Gotcha. You know, so um, that was small, but ginormous. It was no, pretty to, big. Like, you know, like, yeah. to look at that. But it was uh, the hundreds, well, not hundreds, but at least tens more.
0: opportunity. opportunities. Like yeah, 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 like, yeah. Not sure.
1: even opportunities, but cases where uh-huh. all, all kind of day, and I'm just like, ah, Got I be you. there all the time, but I'm not there right now. Gotcha. So, you. you know, now seeing the difference of that, now uh, I was just like, once I move, I can actually cultivate, I can really benefit off of these mm-hmm. relationships. Mm-hmm. If I can serve these people more what I do, yeah. Be there for that one that day or the next day yeah. when I make that call. So that's happened consistently since I've been there. Yeah. I might work for three or four months without something, you know, some fanfare of something big happening. But after three or four months, I get one of them calls. Yep. And just, yep. Man, you, you in town? Of course I'm in town, man. <laughs> I'm here, baby. <laughs> I'm here, baby. You know, so, I got to thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's probably a huge part of, of Yeah. What, you know
0: yeah. I think that's good. There's so much in that. Like, what I heard in there is relationship building. Yeah. What I heard in there is um how we show up. Yeah. Um what I heard in there is about understanding how to seize opportunities. Yeah. And what I heard is if you stay ready, you ain't gotta get oh, ready. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Come on and go on. So what we're talking about, you know, when we talk about relationships, you like, okay, I'm not just, I'm not going to the A to trick off. Like, you yeah, know what I'm saying? saying. I'm yeah. I'm working. Like I because it's easy to go places and be like, hey. What's the move for the night? And I mean, eventually. Yeah. But the goal is like, I'm, I'm focused on building relationships yeah. because most of everything that we do, people work with who they know and who they like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But people got to know you and they got to like you. But then when we talk about the industry, people want to work with folks who are good people, like honest people who are integrity who have integrity but also who are skilled at what they do yeah. because m- time is money they don't want to waste time with you yeah. if you don't know what you're doing yeah i want to get in the studio i want you to be prepared and i want you to bring out the best and what we got going on
1: that's very real you know what i'm saying we got people come in and want to leave an hour 45 minutes later because they got they on the move so they done what's pivotal for that or important is that things already by the time they walk in the door the yeah. sessions already pulled up yeah Nothing's ever said about this, but I know it's mm-hmm, noticed. Mm-hmm. I know it means something, and that's what encourages that next phone call. Yes, you know, I need you again for something. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying? Your,
0: your preparation, how you show up, how you present. To your point, when people come to you, are you professional? Yeah. I can guarantee, like you said, you haven't heard it, but I'm sure the conversations, especially people who be like, oh, yeah, so-and-so gave me your information. It's like, yo, work for him. When you come, he going to be on time. The session going to be ready. He know what he's doing. He prepared. He's focused. Yeah. You -hmm. know what I mean? And so the relationship building is also like correlating with our professionalism. Like, how are we showing up? What are people saying about us when we're not in the room? You know what I'm saying? I think that that's important for us when we think about building our own personal brand. Like, of course, people are saying brand, 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 brand. But, you know, it's not a logo and a website, it's who you are. Yeah. it's how you show up. Oh, your you brand know what
1: I'm saying? Is your represent what represents you?
0: It's your reputation. Yeah, what is, you is your brand? What are people saying when you're not in the room? So it's like I'm building these relationships. I'm showing up in a professional way. I'm prepared, yeah. right? And then you're like, okay, I noticed that it was time for me to make a pivot when there were opportunities that were coming to me and I couldn't seize them, yeah. which were going to help me get to the next level.
1: Yeah. Whatever that may be, I know yeah. there is another one. and There's always something if to be doing, but being available. Is a big thing. Um, just like you said, when once that phone call happens, am I in the, uh, the right headspace? I don't have a choice not to be. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know, that can be argued, but if you want for emotion that day or that <laughs> week when that call, call comes in, you just got to figure it out. Yeah, I figure yeah, it out. Yeah, I know life's tough right now, but uh, shake, uh, shake it off. in for 45 minutes, <laughs> to an yeah. hour, and they ready yeah. to get on up out of the door. Yeah. So being available for, like, in many different ways. Number one, I'm there now. Mm -hmm. that's that's one point of availability and number two i'm kind of always in the craft in some kind of way and growing and learning so i'm making their experience better um mm-hmm. i'm I have more to offer maybe i can mix a little bit more efficiently so when they leave mm-hmm. they're like oh, man i say i'm better leaving the studio than i do when i went to joe smoke you know and, listen and you know that helps i had to be available in some kind of way i still had to have uh, a consistent num- number of four o'clock in the morning nights mm. when i was figuring out stuff how to make these experiences better, better yeah. and i might not even be thinking that deep about it yeah i might just love what i'm doing and want to yeah. create something and i just can't stop them in a mode and then the byproduct of that is being able to serve other people with yeah it. you yeah. know what i'm saying it might Just be that simple.
0: And I love that. And that's that's what what I was saying at the beginning. Like, I feel like you are a person, like most of the people we really had an opportunity to talk to, is committed to your craft. Like just because I'm passionate about what I do. So I'm learning intentionally just to get better. You know what I mean? I think sometimes when we get to a certain place, and I've experienced it with myself as well, we can plateau because you get to a place like, okay. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I I know how to do this. I've mixed this. I've sang this. I've wrote this. I've created this. I've done this consultation before. I don't need no preparation. I don't spoke on this topic. And so yeah. we get to a place where we just kind of plateau. Yeah. And we stop growing. And when we stop doing that, it also impacts the work and it impacts the people that we are here to serve, sure. like you said. Because it's like, shoot, when I leave a session with B, I sound better. Because B has stayed up and figured out, what's this plug-in? What's... Yeah. Listen, whenever we record, I'm like, give me some flan" Who at? Give it that flanger, baby. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But the thing about it is, anybody who I've had a conversation with, we're always like, man, B is that deal oh, because man. you're always committed to figuring out how to do something That's better cool. for yourself. your clients and it and it just continues to elevate so like i appreciate that so you're so okay you like hey i gotta make the move to the a it's a lot like you said that happened it was challenging but you did it you get there and now what i want to kind of talk about um is the the music side the business side of music um i think a lot of people want to create Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but people don't understand the business side which is very key because it's fun to create but we need that money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you got to protect your intellectual property. Yeah. You have to know how to handle your business to keep relationships clean mm-hmm. because if you don't know how to handle and split and all that, it can get real sticky, icky out there in them streets. It you know what I'm saying? Gotten. And it has gotten, <laughs> you know? right? And so I want to talk about the business side of creating, right? right. So you was about to say something. Go ahead. Say something. Yeah. Before.
1: I ain't come to mind, I'm going to tell the ugly side. Okay. Um, My very first placement I'm almost ashamed. Of, I'm very proud of it. Mm-hmm. Almost ashamed of it because I didn't have that stuff prepared. Gotcha. And you expect for people to do certain things, mm-hmm. or they go, okay, I'm gonna hold your hand and guide you through. They don't have time because it's the right thing to do. Yeah, exactly. You but know, their
0: expectation is that you got your stuff together.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't have time for it. Like yeah. they, are moving just as you know, seriously as I am, or very, all over the places like I am. So I got this placement. For the sake of it, I ain't gonna say which one. Okay, but if Don't you look. want to do your research, you can go and, yeah. Look and see.
0: Yeah, you, you, we can keep it clean. Uh
1: huh. Um, because it might make the artist look. Absurd. It's it's okay. We keep it's it clean. Going to be smooth, but um, I get this placement um, that I didn't think I even had access to getting. First of all, that was a handshake deal, not deal, but mm-hmm. I got access to this person because of handshakes. Mm-hmm. Two degrees of separation. Shook hands on one person, was able to get a you know a number of tracks to them Mm. never thought they'd listen yeah and they did and i got a call back with a completed song just out of nowhere Mm. because i left my number um proudest moment ever at that time um and i see the record come out it's on multiple projects i think it was on three different projects Mm. but i didn't have anything together Nothing. I might have had my ASCAP, you know, at the time. I believe yeah. I did, but yeah. uh, performance rights organizations. Yes,
0: PRO. Uh, yeah. yeah. So let's yeah. put a pause there. So you have certain PRO, which are performing rights organizations. So you got your ASCAP, your BMI, your CSAC. um on, You know, you got all those different things. So that's an important part yeah. of having stuff in place. But then there's also, you know, this copyright piece that you need to do. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. There's the the split piece. There's yeah. the attorney piece. Yeah. Yeah. You know there's those different things. Yeah. So kind of that PRO setup is like, you know, one step of a, a few that needs to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah,
1: So the, the other things you mentioned, like copyright and attorney and stuff, got them now. Amen From amen experience. Again. Yeah. But at that time, all that stuff wasn't necessarily in place. So the, yeah. the part that kind of, it just gutted me was, I got the... The, rena- the recognition of like, oh, man, this is so cool that you got this placement. Yeah. So many more people than I was aware of, knew about it. Yeah. um You know, my name was attached to it. um My beat tag was on it or whatever. So yeah. you, you couldn't run from that. But people would meet me for the first time. And this is just me understanding human yeah. behavior and yeah. body language and all that kind of st- to the extent that I do. I ain't no psychologist or nothing. But um I would see that people would meet me for the first time. And be super pumped that they would meet me. You know, those who cared about that placement. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But then, they'd be like, oh, dang. This the car you drive or this, this where mm-hmm. you stay at or whatever. And I hate that part of it. Mm-hmm. But they would associate that with me already having figured out the money and
0: Got having,
1: it. like, all this stuff put together. And maybe that could have been some upside to that. At the time, who knows? I don't know. Like, yeah. what, what all I might have missed out on yeah. at that time. Um, it might have been nothing. It might have just looked the way that it was supposed to look because it was supposed to be there. But I know for a fact yes. that something was missed because something I didn't have it put together. Something was missed. I know I didn't Absolutely. have everything put together. And I kind of looked at you know that other entity, kind of like, hey man, how y'all gonna yeah. do this? But I, accountability—I didn't have it together. Yeah. You know how yeah. could I expect them to be there for me if I wasn't there for me? Yeah. At the time, I wasn't taking that part of it seriously. Yeah. Like, I just wanted to create, and that's big because you know most artists say, man, if I just had a manager, if I just had, mm-hmm. you know, a publicist, or if I was on a label, man, I could just focus on being an artist or focus on being a producer. But maybe until that time happens, where well, you got that sort of machine, then you got to kind of be mm-hmm. a few different things at once, and you got to make sure you. Don't forget about that business part. Yeah,
0: and I mean, I think even when you get to the place of being, you still need to have your finger on the pulse yeah. of things. You know what I'm saying? Because you have now at that point, you got people just kind of making their own decisions about what's going on, and you still could be so focused on the money. We hear about people who ain't got taxes filed and the all different type of stuff, yeah. and it's not because they evaded, but they folks who they put in position on not doing it. So, yeah. okay. man, okay, so so you so in this situation. It's absolutely unfortunate. And you're seeing it now. And I think that's an important point important point that you made is I hear a lot of people say, like, I just wanna create. I just want yeah, to sing. I just, and that's important too. But you also want to be able to live. You want to be when you see your work out in the world, you want to be proud of that work yeah. and know that not only do people acknowledge it, but that you were able to benefit off of it. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, we do things for the love, but there's also a real thing called capitalism. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's called currency. <laughs> and you need money to be able to do more of what you love because the more that you can make from your craft, the more comfortable you can live. The more free time you have to be able to create more to be in these different places. You know what I'm saying? So that happened and it was like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa, you know what I mean? So how did you rebound from that? And then how did you find out what you needed? Because I think sometimes people get into certain spaces and to your point, it's not out of um, being irresponsible. Yeah. It is It is out of the ignorance. We don't yeah, know what knowledge. to do. Lacking I don't knowledge. know what to do. And I'm hoping that someone will kind of step up and support me. And most people, like you said, not that it's even malicious. Yeah, yeah. they just like, listen, it
1: is yeah. what it is, yeah. you know? It out. Like I did. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah.
0: Pretty yeah, much. You legal. know what I mean? It's like a hazing process. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they the DP. <laughs> They're like, uh, this is where we at. You know what I mean? You, you take them licks like I got to them licks. Yeah, so, sure. how did yeah. you how did you rebound from that? How did you figure out what you did need?
1: to uh, Find those people. I got a call from a manager one day, <laughs> yeah, and they kind of had fallen out with that entity as well. So this ain't gonna be everybody's story, yeah. But so then once they called me and told me, "Hey, this, this, and that is put together. I got the suit ready. If you want to go forward with it," but I was like, "Damn, man, this seems kind of abrasive here, you know, man. Yeah. I don't know if it's like that. You know, I just gotta take my loss here because I didn't have such and such put together. You know, yeah. um, yeah, but." And I can see why you're asking that, because it very well could have derailed me. Mm-hmm, like, it mm-hmm. very well, I know it would have derailed Absolutely. a lot of people. Uh, it has derailed a lot of people coming across that, man. It can make you grow a sense of hatred for this type of stuff, man, um, because it's built off of people. Like, it ain't just all oh, making music. You have to have relationships to make yeah, music with people. So um, what I can say about it, though, is I did start off and say, oh, it was a pretty sizable placement you know people knew about it so what it was for me was I didn't get this like lump sum of anything or these residual things or whatever but people knew about it so I the fact that I was in it all I was available you
0: could leverage that yeah yeah yeah. Yeah.
1: and I was available uh the school thing has just come to a halt, and I'm thinking at the time maybe it was just a a comma you know what I'm saying and it wasn't that it was a period yeah a few periods (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Ellipsis, now nah, it was a period yeah. um since I was more available to it mm-hmm. than I had been in the past few years or whatever before then, um more people wanted to work with me to some capacity, yes, so that helped that I stayed busy in yes. it regardless um and th- and I have to say that that helped period it, like it, great, it, yes. I didn't get what I thought I was supposed to get from it, mm-hmm. but I did get something else as long as I remained available. It yeah. wasn't just gonna happen if I just wanted to just sit on the couch eating lace, and playing games or whatever. Like I had to still be in work mode to some extent. Yeah. And the, yeah, it was a you know, a bit of a scar. And I knew it I, yeah. it, I felt it, I could see it, I could see it healing. But um, but there was some other focus that I could take advantage of. It's just still being in it, whatever yeah. that might have meant. And I have to also admit that. Even though such and such didn't happen for me, it still did bring in continuous clientele Absolutely. for, you know, studio time and uh, people want to get production from me and stuff like that. So, yeah, so that helped. And maybe that's a terrible answer because I don't no. I didn't have much control over it, you know, no. other than the making sure I was available. Like I didn't give up on that part, I guess. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, so yeah, that, that's the best I can say for it. I think
0: No, I, I think that's 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 amazing because the key is your perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. things, when obstacles and trials do come, that really, in if we told the story, people would, you know, be like, oh, okay, you're justified in mm-hmm. feeling that way. You're justified for having that response instead of taking the normal route of man, it bull, like yeah, tripping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, like it getting lost in the bitterness of situations. It was like, okay, mm, that hurt. I'm not gonna lie. I'm going to take these lumps, but I'm going to keep moving. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think the perspective is so key in any situation because how you see something will determine how you respond. Yeah. And how you respond can determine the trajectory of your life in the next, in the next, in the next opportunity that yeah. comes. Yeah, yeah. And so it could have very well been like, you know what I mean? I'm going to mess in the house. <laughs> they tripping out here, man. You know what I'm saying? Like they, you know, but it was like, no, I'm going to keep going and I'm going to consistently work. And like you said... I can leverage this opportunity. Yeah. Into something I, else. Into something. I could, So either the opportunity, th- this could come and it could throw me off my game and it could make me harden and jaden toward this industry and people and associate everybody with how this worked out. Yeah. Or I can leverage the fact that people, this is a huge placement for me -hmm. That my tag is there, that people see what I have going on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And leverage it to continue to get more clients. Because the reality is regardless of how the back end of the business worked, you still made and created something that was great. Something, yeah. Yeah. And you still help propel someone else.
1: Yeah. And
0: people like, give me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you always the sauce. So the reality is, even when a situation happens, it's not the end.
1: Yeah, yeah If yeah, yeah. you continue yeah. to keep it moving. 1,000%.
0: You know what yeah. I'm saying? Wow. So, so there's there's the business side. So, you, so that placement, it kind of was a little off. So you had to keep going. You had to kind of keep building those relationships yeah. for people. And, and, I mean, this may seem a little redundant, but for people who are kind of in the, the music space, what would be some advice you would give them around, like, Thinking through the business side of music. Because there's the creativity side. Yeah. There's the commitment to the craft side. There's the decisions and pushing through the fear. But then the business side is so important.
1: Yeah. Right? Uh, I would say, I guess it makes sense for me to say this, at least get started. And yeah. there are some foundational principles that you can apply. You can just do that when we we bring up the uh, PROs, the ASCAP, BMIC, C, CSEC stuff. Uh, if you want to go as far as to do your sound exchange stuff, or mm-hmm. get a lawyer, get an inter- entertainment yes. attorney. Mm-hmm. Like well, you'll learn a lot through that because they've done so much and they're going to be willing to help you. You're the client. Um, uh, copyrights. So the stuff we kind of mentioned, like you know, and maybe people have heard these words before, but once you get those things tightened up, okay, cool. Once you get those things tightened up, there's just a few core principle things that you can do. You will come across some later on mm-hmm. and you might not need all that stuff right now. Mm-hmm. But cool. Uh, really quickly, uh, I got a placement uh, maybe two three years ago and it was one of the bigger ones that mm-hmm. this happened. And the business looked a whole lot different than it had before. Yes. Totally different. It was websites. We had to go through tiers, We had to go down yes. a bunch of rabbit holes, honestly, but it needed to happen in order to finalize that deal mm-hmm. now it was troubling it was out of the way but pieces were already together yes. i already had a business account mm-hmm. and i needed that mm-hmm. in order to finish all that stuff out of it. I already had to have an LLC, uh ein number like yep. all that kind of stuff yep, yep. um and i didn't i won't to say i didn't need it up until then because i probably used it a couple of times but um right then and there if i didn't have just these quotes co- just go on ahead and get them get yep. your llc get yep. your you know n- numbers and all that kind of stuff and just have it yeah. so when you come across those train tracks that could have derailed me for yeah. another six months if i didn't have some of that stuff and i would have just been sitting there mad because i couldn't get my little payout my mm-hmm. couple of little coins or i couldn't finalize the paperwork for it or whatever or, or whatnot but because those just core principle things were done yeah uh, that you just know you need to do anyways like we've all heard copyright and we've all heard yeah. of the ascap stuff at least um even if you don't have any not Any intention but a reason necessarily mm-hmm. to use it in the next two weeks, just have it in place, yeah. And once you do that, you're gonna, if you stand in it, you stand available to it, yeah, you're gonna come across an opportunity to use it, Absolutely. and it'll make that process so much better. You won't be sitting around looking stupid like I was, yeah, uh, it's just like okay, I got this out, but now what you know, yeah. what I'm saying? so it, yeah. that helps tremendously,
0: yeah. So it goes back to like stay ready so you may got to get. Mm. Ready. Okay. So a lot of times I think when people think of like getting their EIN and registering for the LLC, yeah. they're like, oh, like well, I ain't got no, you know, no store. I ain't doing yeah, yeah. but even in music, yeah. you are a business entity. Yeah. That is how you're going to get paid. Yeah. So yes, if you have a production company, even if you are a songwriter, you need to have an entity. So go on IRS.gov, get a EIN number. It takes five minutes. Right? Go ahead and apply for your LLC through that same website. You're just putting the name in there. You can put LLC. You are a sole member LLC. Then you go to the Secretary of State website for your state and you get a formation for that company. Now you have a formation and you can take those same documents and you go down to whatever bank of your choice and open up a business bank account. So when someone wants to pay you, you are fully. Functioning. Then you go ahead and you determine which performer rights organization you want to go with. You go ahead, you set up an account. You get those things together. He made mention of something called sound exchange. Yeah. You need to do sound exchange because so much music is streaming and it's all over the place. You need to go ahead and register for a sound exchange account. The foundational things.
1: You're saying that so much better than I did. Yeah. <laughs> I should ask you all these
0: foundational the things and get get. Uh, you can get. Sometimes we think too we can't add people to the team. Well, I ain't got enough bread. I'm telling you right now, you need to just inquire because you can also put an attorney on retainer, right? Yeah. So you need to figure out like what is the best route. And even if you like, yo, literally, I don't have the bread. We Talked about relationships. Call somebody, start developing a relationship with them so that when the time comes, you've already determined who you want to represent you. Um, there's a, um, an amazing entertainment attorney I used to work when I was in college, famous Bernie L. Watkins. She's oh, in Atlanta, okay. an amazing entertainment attorney. Okay. I know you have one. Yeah. If you want to shout them out, I ain't trying to, you know, put them yeah, let's on. Let's go. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, THD legal, THD. absolutely. Go ahead. <laughs> And die calm. You know what I'm
0: saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. so that they have a starting point. Reach out to these entertainment attorneys. Just start building a relationship with them, right? And make sure that you're prepared for the opportunities. Because if you're serious about it, yeah. the opportunities will come. Yeah, If you continue to put the effort in and you keep moving in that right direction. But we don't want to miss out on opportunities and we don't want to get jaded. Yeah, Because people allow things. To be what they're gonna be because their expectation is that we're ready.
1: Yeah, yeah, one thousand, yeah, like yeah. Said, you're saying all this much better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> team effort. Well, yeah. all your questions, I should have gotten the paper from you and started. So, Alicia, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, listen. Yeah.
0: it's it's a team effort. Now, I I appreciate you for sharing that. So, really quick before we wrap, so you've gone through all that, um, you are now getting ready to you've released. Your third project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm oh. going to make B sing. Oh, uh, no. I'm actually, I need no somebody to bring my keyboard out. Next time. I'm just playing. I don't have yeah. anyone to bring a keyboard out. <laughs> um, And so, no, you're absolutely going to do it. Um, <laughs> oh, God. We'll figure it out. And so, you just released your third project. Yeah, Tell yeah, us a little
1: bit more about your project. All right, right. so it's called R&B Lover, right? Mm-hmm. So, what it is, is you can look at that and say that I'm saying that I love R&B, mm-hmm. but it kind of can apply to whomever. So, what I wanted to do with it is kind of... Tap into the quintessential era of R and B. Yes, as much as I could miss creatively. It. I miss it. yeah, because everybody who likes R and B or listens to it, they they so I got a '90s R and B playlist, early mm-hmm. 2000s or whatever. So that I had to figure out what that means, like mm-hmm. what elements of that era keep drawing people back in, mm-hmm. you know? And to me, I, the word that comes to mind is just a little bit more effort. Because mm-hmm. those songs, it sound like it took a long time to record those. I mean, three- and four-part harmony and they stacking sang. vocals four sang. times and all that for each note. So um, I wanted to use that creatively to answer this question. I
0: love
1: that. Is R&B dead? Mm-hmm. Because it was a big conversation for a long time. It still kind of is a big topic of conversation. So, um, of course, you know, my answer is going to be undoubtedly no. <laughs> it's alive and well. But, I mean, so through it, I wanted to add, elements like you know three-part harmonies everywhere uh skits like interludes yeah, and stuff like that yeah 100 percent so i real. had that yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i wanted that in there so i um man tamika scott um of escape she actually like picked up the phone for me and said yes i would do it I'm she's doing that. the narration for me I um would. throughout the project on these interludes if you will or whatever mm-hmm. so to have that if you listen to the project mm-hmm. from you know it's not that much time but Asia, you know where we're at right now I gotta tell people it's not 89 minutes worth of listening just no. just, just press play and let it happen yes. Um. if you listen to it through like that you would discover that her talking and leaving voicemails to the male character I ended up playing that mm-hmm. um, of course you did yeah yeah to the male character on that it wasn't a love story mm-hmm. between those two people it was her talking to R&B about the first time she met Okay. It. Oh, yeah, 100%. I met this girl and I yeah. see it. So, okay. 100%. So it's very akin to that. Yeah. And the fact that you find it out as the story progresses and once it kind of ends that she was talking about. The first time she met RB, RB talked back to her and said, Man, I know I'm going through a lot right now. Mm. Um, but just just bear with me. I'm still here. Yeah. You know, and I she said, you. Hey, I know you've been going through a lot right now. And you know, the auto backlash are like, oh, is RB dead or whatever, essentially. Um, but hey, I know we're gonna we're gonna put it together. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I love you, RB. That's I how love it kind of is. That's dope. So yeah, so I love, just just it, it's not that much. It's not mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, overbearing of a storyline, but I wanted to just do something that mm-hmm. reminded people of why they might love R&B or why they feel in love with it in the first place.
0: That's dope. Okay, so R&B Lover is the name of the party.
1: R&B Lover.
0: R&B Lover. We got to go cop that. We got to go download that. Immediately. Right now. I am definitely going to do that. Um, make sure y'all support everything that he has going on. Um, not only producer, not only engineer, but songwriter. Songwriter. Artist. Yeah. Vocalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit.
1: I mean, a little something, honest. a little note.
0: I'm here for all. I just personally want to say um, that I'm extremely proud of you.
1: Um,
0: It it has been an honor to be able to kind of just watch you grow and cheer you on, whether through social media or in my own personal prayers, um, as you continue to strive and move toward all the things that you are doing um And it has been a, a personal pleasure as well to be able to work with you and for you to help pull out things in my own creative right, journey. Right. So I'm excited for you yeah. and um I'm excited for all that you're going to do. And I'm excited for the generation of producers and vocalists and multi-hyphenate creatives that you'll oh, be good. able to yeah. inspire, oh, you know, and share your story with them as they figure out, OK, literally, how do I do, do this? this, you know, yeah. and, and how do I find people to support me? Um, How do I push through the things I don't know, Yeah, the fear, Yeah. Um, and, you know, actualize my dreams? That's so,
1: true. That would be a dream is to actually be able to influence somebody else with all I've gone through. Yeah. And, you know, have busted through all these boulders and stuff. I got cuts on my arms. Yeah. Just walk through. Yeah. You know, so hopefully, you know, and that's not to say that they won't experience any kind of hardship. Yeah. They're going to. I'm, I'm yeah. going to just be, keep it funky with you about it. It's coming. It's happening. Yeah. Um, but at least having that little bit of information that somebody before you did not have, mm-hmm. um, it'll help certain pivotal points in your journey. So yeah. So that, that would be a dream to be able to be an influence to that extent.
0: That's that's easy. That's easy money. We can get that done right. ASAP. Yeah, Okay, we're doing a we doing a master class. It's done. <laughs> Come on. All right, bong. So all right, break down the song. What's your favorite song?
1: Ever? Mm-hmm. Off my project. Of your project. See, we finna go for another no, hour. I
0: just- we're going to
1: go for another hour. Oh, that's so tough. Oh. Oh, man. I'm going to hurt oh, the some. drama. I'm going to hurt myself saying this. I'm going to hurt some people, man. Um, Honestly, I might have to say, and it's not necessarily a super popular record, but there's a song called Pick Up Your Phone, uh-huh. and it's featuring Lil Duval.
0: Okay. Now, the
1: reason being is because the creative process that I have, it was 100% in the driver's seat and I was sitting in the, I was in the trunk tied up when this happened I wasn't even in the backseat so what happened is I knew that I wanted this type of song didn't know where to start how do I do this you know mm-hmm. um, and it just it hit me and that's the part I, I hate saying this because I'm you know being super like bland and generalized when I say this but the song just literally came to me yeah. and it was my responsibility to do a voice memo of it for mm-hmm. the time that I was able to sit down and write it or produce it or whatever uh-huh. and when I did that downhill on the skateboard. Okay. And, the, you know, just the process of, you know, I also got out of my shell because I don't like to bother folks about nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I don't know why this is a part of me, or but it just is. I don't want to bother about it. The call Lil Duval and ask him to have gotten on that song. So it was a lot of, the reason I have to say that song is one of the favorites or if not the favorite on there is because I saw a lot of things activated and a lot of barriers get broken down you know for me within myself because I got the song ready and that's a part of me too I want to before I call him it's already ready and done what if you just round the corner right now you can come through right now and do it Mm -hmm. I want to just say oh I got this idea I have this song it's already prepared so you
0: need to come to people with an idea yeah. come on. something to articulate to them yeah all right I didn't need to
1: prepare I had the portions that needed to be demoed demo yes. by the time I made that call I said man what will it take to get this done man mm-hmm. he laughed he said nothing man just send it to me and I could send it yeah because these other steps were already mm-hmm. taken so to see that come to come in fruition all, like that was that's why like because they, they reminded me of like not why I do it, but how it was when I got started. It was yeah, that fire that of yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Of just man, I'm just sitting in the in the passenger seat. It's driving right now to yeah. some extent, you know. Yeah. Um so yeah, to see that come to life, that's that's why I have to give that answer.
0: I love that. Let me hear it.
1: The song? ESB. I thought you said it was Just sing
0: a bit snippet time. You ain't coming back down Don't play with me Brian Cook <laughs> I, well, I'm not you coming think, back well, you, You're what? gonna come back But I'm, I might you, you think you. I'm gonna You think I'm a? You think I'm gonna Sit here and wait On you to come back and sing this song Yeah yeah I'm
1: not Alright Come on let's do so, it Girl t- 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 Pick up your phone Pick it up Pick it up Pick it up Cause I need You in My home Yeah, it could be you and me. Don't you act brand new on me. Right here is where you should be now. Yay. Hey, let's okay, do it Okay. Yeah, listen, yeah. Listen, call me sway
0: in the morning, baby. We going, we going. <laughs> <blah>, <laughs> <blah>, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Thank you.
1: A word up. Thank you.
0: I appreciate <laughs> you.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Thank you so much for coming. This is another episode of the How Do I Do This podcast. Um, Always honored to have people to take time out of their schedule, their day, the things that they're doing to sit down and, and talk to, not me, but to really talk to you all, to talk to us um, as we all navigate this journey together we may be in different industries different cities doing different things in different places in our lives we are all navigating this journey together so thank you b i appreciate you you. make sure y'all go ahead and check out rme lover don't play no games right now do you have a video for it
1: i have several short videos but i'm actually about to shoot the first one now i won't say for what but okay. it's coming Like the full feature So you know, so top notch I mean Long so
0: way. top secret I just can't even He's So so Hollywood Before I leave I have to get on him Do, do y'all see the Ain't he looking like new money Ain't he go, looking
1: man. like new money It's time to go And we done We over thank time y'all,
0: Thank y'all for <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the How Do I Do This podcast. I believe and hope something transformative was said today. So do me a favor. Like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Be sure not to hoard all the jewels to yourself and share with those who need this information.
1: Until next time.